Welcome back to Advisor Marketing Explained, brought to you by Oak and Stone Advisor Marketing. Our goal is to focus on sharing insights, tips, and some actionable strategies for financial advisors. Sharing things you can do today and in the future to help you grow your advisory practice. I'm your host, Alex Lurch, and today I'm happy to be joined by Seth Diener. Seth brings an interesting perspective as both a practicing advisor and someone who actively helps other advisors to grow their business through marketing strategies. Seth is the owner and private wealth manager with Diener Money Management located outside of Philadelphia in Newtown, PA, as well as a founding advisor with Oak and Stone Capital Advisors, where he consults and helps guide other fast-growing financial advisors. How are we doing today, Seth? Very good. Happy to be here. Hey, great to have you. So our goal today is to talk about content. So today I'm going to talk to Seth about content and how it's created. What we're going to do is we're going to go over what we think what we think are the five key pillars for a creating a marketing content strategy. Seth, you and I have been working together for quite a while in marketing. Um, really long time. Really long time. Um, and you know it's it's a game of refining and refining and polishing and improving and and finding different ways that you can um, you create content that's both modern but then also stands the test of time, right? Mm -hmm. For sure. Right? So what we've done is we found five key areas that we think are the most important when you're putting a marketing strategy together. Um, you know, you and I both know marketing changes. Um, things that we were doing six months ago, we're no longer doing, and we're picking up new strategies all the time. It's definitely not an, an evergreen industry, and we're always trying to look to improve the type of content we do. But that doesn't mean you get away from what we think are these five pillars. So Seth, our five pillars for marketing are know, like, trust, prove, and understand. Now let's start with those first three. No, like, trust. You've probably, most people out there, if you're listening, have probably heard, heard that whole adage. We want to work with business people that we know, like, and trust. And vice versa. We want to work with people the same way. So that's where we kind of get those first three. And we're going to break down those first three first and try and understand what falls in each category. Yep. Right. So let's start with the no pillar for marketing. This one's pretty straightforward um, relative to some of the others. No is making sure that the people that you want to work with understand who you are, what you're due, where you're located, and what your services are. And while that sounds really simple, um, it's one of the things that sometimes gets forgotten is we need to define who we are and make sure people know what we can do and how we can help them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, and I, I think that, that um, you know, uh, part of the... Um, Part of like what you're looking at here is, is that, you know, you compare um, a financial advisor that doesn't have any kind of marketing going for them or has very little, right? Has a website, has a Facebook page, has a LinkedIn page, but doesn't, you know, uh, actively utilize it, right? Um, so what we found from trial and error for many, many years is, is that, um, you know, marketing might not be soliciting for new sales and things like that. But what it is, is, is that it's, it's being able to tell um, your current clients and uh, future prospects um, basically who you are, what you do, uh, and positioning you as kind of a thought leader in our industry, right? Um, so the first part of it, no, you, you know, a lot of financial advisors say people know what I do, um, right? But do they? You know, do, do people that not work with you, do they know what you do and, and how you do it? So um, that first part is extremely important. Even if people think they're doing it well, um, you know, you got to keep refining it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to give a good example, Seth, you know, I know you like to exercise almost every morning, right? So <laughs> you may walk through the gym, mm -hmm. 
and say, okay, there's 50 other people in this gym. Of those 50, how many know what I do? Yeah. Right. And if you can look at and say, 35 of these people know me and know what I do, you're probably doing a pretty good job. If you, we're going to use that same analogy and only 10 or five know who you are and what you do, then you're failing at this first pillar, mm -hmm. right? So the places that you are in the community where you're present, where you're active and know people, if those people don't know who you are and what you do and how you can help them, then you're, you're probably making a mistake. Yeah. And, and part of it is, is that no financial advisor wants to walk around and, you know, um, you know, pitch it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, so an effective marketing allows that to happen in the background without you having to do it. For sure. Right. So first pillar, no, seems like the most simple, probably is the most simple, but make sure that at least a portion of your content, in this case, we're going to talk about five. So about a fifth of your marketing content should be focusing on this no pillar, what you do, how you do it, where you do it, and making sure those people in your network know and understand those things. Second pillar, Seth. You got like the like pillar, right? So the like pillar is where a lot of advisors struggle or fail. And this is where you have to look inward a little bit, right? And at the end of the day, I don't want to work with an advisor that I don't want to spend an hour meeting with because I don't enjoy that time, right? Mm -hmm. So as an advisor, your marketing has to sell, you know, why I would like you. So even if I wasn't going to work with you as a financial advisor, you're somebody I might want to go get a beer with or spend the day with, or, or spend some time with. So what your marketing should do is it should look inward at your personality, make sure that you're sharing that in your content. Um, and that can be a little bit of a struggle for some people to do. Yeah. You know, a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of, um, you know, uh, a lot of financial advisors, uh, especially uh, some of uh, financial advisors that are maybe a little longer in the tooth. I'm kind of in the middle there. Um you know, struggle with, you know, the social media aspect of things, you know, revealing a little bit of your life. But when you sit down with your clients, you have no problem telling them about your kids, telling them what's going on in your life and everything like that. And it's, you don't necessarily have to be a likable person. It's more so that people can get a gist of like who you are and what you stand for so that they can relate to you and you become a human person, you know, somebody that is like, you know, in the community and doing things and, you know, is likable. Uh, it's humanizing uh, your business and the, the people that work there and everything. Yeah. And something you said, Seth, which I think is important, not everybody is going to work with everybody, right? We tend to have a, a type of personality that we have and then the people that we work with have, and, and there's a fit there. And the key with this is don't fake being likable, be likable within who you are. Share your personality, share who you are, because it is so important in this industry. You want to work with people that work well with you. Um, so you just want to make sure your personality of who you are and, and how you like to work shines through in this type of content. Um, you know, great, great examples of this. Don't be afraid to, you know, use a little bit of humor in your content, um, motivational information. And it's not really just about you. It's featuring your team, spotlighting your team members, who they are, their personalities, and then spotlighting your culture, what your company's about, what's important to you, um, how you're involved in the community. Um, those are really important aspects. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So that breaks us to our third pillar, which is mm -hmm. trust. So so trust, and we'll get, we're will get we going to go with trust, and then we'll move on to the next one, which has some similarities to trust, maybe from a different perspective. Trust is your opportunity to show people that you know what you're doing that you um, understand your industry, um, that you're a center of influence in your community. 
And this is where you want to make sure that you have a, a batch of your content that's sharing financial insights, what's going on in the world right now, commentary on that. Maybe it's a weekly commentary that updates people what's going on in the market, um, advice on different strategies and different elements of financial planning. So this is where a, a lot of the more general content falls, but this is your opportunity to make sure at least one fifth of that content that you're sharing is really about your industry and proving to people that you know what you were talking about. Yeah, you're on top of it. You know, one of the things that we had found by implementing these strategies versus before back in the day, um, you know, bad times would happen and then people would be calling you up and wondering if, if you're even doing anything. Um, you know, when you're, you know, at the forefront of that and you're letting them know, hey, listen, bad market, this is what's going on. I'm staying in front of you, you're proactively getting in front of people. No, your phone rings less. Uh, clients are more uh, engaged in what you do and they know you're on top of it. Um, you know, when times aren't bad, you know, you're sharing um, successful strategies or some tips that they should be looking for. Um, and, you know, part of that thing is, is that, you know, uh, they expect you to be a good financial advisor. So when your marketing uh, relays a lot of the information that's happening in the economy and things like that, they know you're on top of it uh, and they can proudly say that you're their financial advisor and recommend them to other people. Yeah. Key thing that Seth just said that I want financial advisors to understand is marketing isn't just about new business. Marketing is about retention. Right. And, and this pillar, maybe more so than others, is really about retention and then turning down the noise on your communication with your clients. Because it's going to allow you to be proactive in the information you're sharing rather than reactive. And that's that's a really important part of really all these pillars, but but mainly the trust pillar. Yep. All right. Pillar number four is the prove pillar. Now, the proof pillar is interesting because a lot of the elements in the content that we're creating within the proof pillar is is kind of newer. And to give you a little bit of background on that is a lot of what proof is, it's similar to trust, but it's instead of you saying things about yourself, this is where you're going to take the things that your clients are saying about you and then use that in your marketing. A great example of that is simply a testimonial. So the SEC changed some of the rules with financial advisors last year where you can now use client testimonials. Um, which is a, such an important element and an aspect of that proof pillar. Um, in addition to testimonials, the other thing you have the opportunity now to do is get some success stories from your clients. Feature some things that your clients have been able to do because of the help that you provided them and then turn that into content pieces. So I think that's something that, um, you know, over the last year has really grown within a lot of our, our marketing programs and something that definitely is a mainstay going forward. Yeah, and you know, um, from a from a um, the proof side, so from a testimonial side, uh, we started gathering testimonials uh, back in the beginning of the year. Um, and, you know, um, I was a little bit nervous in the beginning, you know, just, you know, going and asking people, hey, you know, can you write something nice about me? But we put together a program that makes it super easy for the advisor um, to ask for them and then for the client to provide them. And, you know, when we did that, um, you know, uh, all industries have been using this for a long time, you know, reviews on everything. Um, so they just really, really like work well when, you know, I work a lot in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, and, you know, if somebody um, from the pharmaceutical industry is saying, hey, you know, this person's amazing and this is what they did, uh, really love working with them and their team. Um, and, you know, somebody else that's in the pharmaceutical industry sees that it holds a lot of weight. 
sure. Um, and then the second part of it is, is the success stories. Um, you know, for those that are in uh, sales or in financial advising, uh, you know that stories do be a better job of, you know, uh, selling somebody on something than data does, right? Um, so people love to hear stories. You know, we just recently did a, a story about a client whose wife died um, and, you know, uh, at a younger age and he was kind of lost. Um, and we did a little story on him because he decided to sell his house and he decided to restart again. And he's traveling around the country, visiting baseball stadiums and everything like that. Um, so that's a real nice way for, uh, you to showcase some of the things that you do, but also, um, you know, give people ideas of, Hey, we had this one guy retire in Belize, you know, this is how he did it. Right. Uh, and things like that. And those kind of stories, people can really relate to them. Um, and it's not you saying it's them saying it and that's huge. Yeah. I think the, the trust pillar and the proof pillar are, are really important. They tie together very well, but you can't just do one or the other. Right. You need to be um, creating content that shows your credibility, but you also need to be creating content that um, allows your clients to to show that your credibility is earned. So our last content pillar is the understand pillar. Probably one of the more important ones. It's number five, probably one of the more important ones for sure. Um, and this is really about understanding what your clients want from your content and how to speak to them in a way that resonates. So what we like to talk about is pain points. So pain points are the things that are key key elements for your clients where they're concerned in different parts of their finances, where they know they need some help. And, you know, financial advisors know what these are because they get these questions every day. Mm -hmm. and, and it's it may be as simple as sitting down and saying, what are the most common questions I get from my clients? What are they most concerned about? What do they not understand? What do they need more clarity on? And really what you can do is you just take those questions and you turn it into content. Um, Seth, you just created a bunch of new videos that will be launching pretty soon. And I think it does a great job within those videos of talking about client pain points. And it, it's so key because when you have to consider that we, we now take in so much content, we see so much, you may sit on Facebook for 10 minutes and see 500 different posts. You got to make sure that your content's resonating so that someone will stop, take it in and, and really have an influence on them. So um, understand, very important, understanding your audience and what's important to them, right, Seth? Yeah, and um, so, you know, pain points, you know, whether it's email or it's social media or whatever it is, you know, a financial advisor can, you know, look at several areas, like, for example, um, divorce, um, death in the family, um, you know, uh, st struggle. I work a lot in it with uh, executives and they get long-term care, or uh, long-term incentives, rather, um, where they get stock options and stock grants and things like that. And one of the pain points is, is how do I manage all this stuff, right? You know, what do I do there? So uh, if your marketing is geared towards like addressing those uh, individual pain points, somebody somebody uh, goes by your article and says, hey, you know, uh, here's an article on uh, stock options, right? Oh, I got stock options, right? They can try the jersey on, right? They 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 can relate to those pay points or, you know, divorce, you know, I'm going through a divorce right now, you know, what are some of the things that I could should consider, right? And you're positioning yourself in a helpful way, um, addressing those pain points. Um, and you're not soliciting for service, you're saying, hey, listen, if you ever find yourself in this situation, here's a couple of things that you should think about. And that's it. Exactly. So we covered five pillars. Just to summarize real quick, know, like, 
trust, prove, and understand. You know, what I would say is if you're going to sit down, it's early in the year, put a content strategy together, you want to make sure to incorporate a little bit of all five. Um, the other thing I would say is you don't want to over uh, incorporate one pillar. So you don't want to just hand just hammer away at the proof pillar where you're just posting testimonials every day and, and focusing on one thing. What you really do is you want to find a good balance of those five. And, and even if you do something as simple to start as, hey, every month, I'm going to hit one of each of these um, pillars one time. And I'm going to make sure once a month, I'm putting five content pieces, one know, one like, one trust, one prove, one understand. If you're doing that, then what you're going to do is you're going to find a good balance and you're going to resonate with a lot more people. Yeah. And, and, and you know, to summarize all of this stuff, you know, the... Um, and to simplify it is, is that, you know, if you're able, if you only do one thing this year, if you only do one marketing thing this year, and it's try to grasp these concepts um, here, um, you know, what we found is, is that, you know, marketing isn't something that you just implement. And in a week, you know, your, your phone's ringing off the hook. It's something that you have to do consistently and you do throughout the year. Here's the good news though, is, is that if you do it, you're going to get paid back in dividends like 10 times uh, over the effort that you do, right? Um, so when you're looking at this stuff, the biggest thing is, is that you want to position yourself as a thought leader in your industry, right? Uh, and hit on these different uh, areas. And if you do that, what you're going to see is, is that you're going to see your existing clients um, think more highly of you and are more likely to refer you to people, right? You're going to see that immediately. In the first six months, you're going to see that happen. You're going to have clients come up to you and say, hey, listen, I saw your article. Thank you so much. I read all these things that you send out to me. Thanks for keeping me informed, right? You're going to see that come back to you right away. And what ends up happening is, is that, you know, uh, those that stick with it, it's a, it's a way to um, basically clone your best clients. And what you'll see is you're going to start getting more of your top clients, more people like that uh, in the doors if you can do it consistently. Great. Thanks, Seth. Um, if you're listening, um, we're going to pivot here in a second, but make sure you're subscribing uh, to the Advisor Marketing Explained YouTube page for, for further podcasts. Make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. I'd also recommend if you want to get a good idea of um, some content ideas and how this is handled well and shared. Follow Seth Diener on LinkedIn. He's a great example of how to create different types of content. Um, and you can kind of follow and see what he's doing as a good example. Um, Seth, I want to shift here. So what we like to do is when we sit down with advisors is kind of talk about some things that are unique to them. Um, and I had the opportunity earlier, I walked down one of your hallways and you have a couple pictures hanging on the wall. Mm -hmm. Five, five specific, five specifically. And I, I jotted them down and I'm going to kind of list what they are. And I want you to comment on, on these a little bit, because I think it's, it's really interesting. Okay. So as, as you're walking, you have a, a large photo of Warren Buffett followed by a large image of Mr. Fred Rogers or, or Mr. Rogers, as he's more famously known. You then have a famous Maya Angelou quote on your wall. And then two more images, which are a little bit more obscure. You have a, um, image called Werfel, the joy of new shoes. And um, if you're watching this on YouTube, I'll pop some of these up so you guys can see them in the video. And then you have um, Bridget Gurney, the crane lady is mm. another image. Yeah. So, so feel free, jump in on some of these and, and tell me kind of why, why they're there. It's a unique collection and what they mean to you. Okay. Uh, so yeah. So the, um, uh, 
I don't want like standard stock photos on my wall. I want something that tells a story. Uh, Warren Buffett is there for obvious reasons because he's a badass investor. Fair enough. Um, Mr. Rogers is there because if anybody, you know, the younger kids think he's creepy looking, which is such a shame because um, he is um, one of the, the the greatest human beings that ever walked this earth. And the biggest reason is, is because um, whenever he came in contact with somebody, he would make you feel like you're the only person in the world. Right. So that is a constant reminder for me to to um, to be present and like to be into the person that you're talking to and not thinking about something else or how you're going to respond or everything like that. Uh, Mr. Rogers is a real good example of that. Um, Maya Angelou, um, that quote is, um, I have it up here. So, okay. So, uh, I've learned that people will forget what you said. People will forget what you did, but people will never forget how you made them feel. Right. Um, so the point is, is that, you know, obviously, obviously this is to make people, when you interact with somebody, make them feel good. If you're thinking, uh, you know, if you think something nice about something, somebody go say it, right. Make them feel good. Right. And all of your interactions make them feel good. Um, so that's there. Um, Werfel, um, is a, um, is a little kid who, uh, is an orphan in Austria, um, and he was, um, this was right after World War II, um, and he's sitting on some steps with obviously some, some really like, you know, old clothes, um, and he was just given a, uh, his first pair of new shoes, right, and if you see the picture of him, he looks like, you know, he just got like, you know, uh, tickets to the, uh, the uh, some concert or something like that, but he just got new shoes, yeah. he just got new shoes. The joy on his face, and again, if you're following us on YouTube, We'll share the picture, but it's 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 a it's a fascinating picture. Yeah, and and uh, so that uh, is appreciation when you see it. They're just shoes. How many pairs of shoes do you have? Did you did you um did you go crazy when you got them? Like this kid went crazy. So it, it teaches you appreciation. Mm -hmm. Um, and the last lady, the crane lady, Bridget Gurney, um, is an example of perseverance. Right, her story is unbelievable. And you know, if so, if a lot of people that are in New York. Um, know her in 1985 she was walking to go to the dentist and a crane fell off of a skyscraper and landed on top of her and somehow she lived uh, but it was like hanging off the side of an overpass uh, it was hanging there so like the the world was captivated by this woman for like you know 10 12 hours trying to get her out of the thing um, she ended up um, having um, you know uh I don't know, 15, 20 different surgeries to try to get her to walk again and everything like that. Um, but what's more remarkable is, is that, the, you know, uh, her whole life, she was appreciative of everything. Um, but, you know, that wasn't even the worst thing that happened to this lady, right? Um, the, the, and I have, I have it right here because it's, it's, a, it's a laundry list of things. Um, so miracle microsurgery and skin grafting after 13 operations enabled her to walk again. Um, but given the catalog of other tragedies she'd already suffered, it was remarkable that Mrs. Gearney um, always said, count your blessings, which remained her mother's mantra. Mrs. Gurney's first son drowned when he was a toddler. She was, she was seriously injured in 1982 when a cable car she was riding in at a Swiss resort disengaged and plunged to the ground, right? She survived lung cancer in 1980. Her husband died of colon cancer in 1983, and after the crane accident, the doctor that treated her and whom she planned to marry was shot dead by a retired fireman who had been waiting on a decision for his disability claim. 
right? And this lady walked around and she was an example for anybody in New York um, that would basically say like, how could you have all these misfortunes and still have a positive attitude, right? Um, and she was just, she's an example of perseverance and a positive attitude. And that's an incredible story. Yeah. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. She's right. So it's understanding why those pictures are up there. And I, I mean, that all kind of relates back to, you know, talking about content and what's important to you and, and, and sharing your personality. And I think you do a great job within your office mm -hmm. and it gives you an opportunity when your clients come in to, you know, I look at those pictures and until you tell me a story, I'm like, what in the, why in the world is yeah. that up there? Yeah. Um, but they all have a reason, right. And it all ties back to, um, understanding your culture of your company and what's important to you. Yeah. And, and, you know, it ties back into, you know, your, um, you know, your, your marketing, uh, strategies the, the, the that we just talked about today, um, is, is that, you know, I, I like that stuff. That's about me, right. That's about like, you know, what I want to, um, do with, with people that come in here and motivate people and everything like that. So as you know, a lot of our marketing strategies are geared around, um, self-improvement and, you know, help and like being conscious and, you know, treating the other, each other nicely and like all of that stuff. So whoever you are, that's part of what your marketing should be. That's a great lesson. Seth, thanks for joining us. For sure. Um, as I mentioned earlier, make sure you subscribe to our podcast, follow Advisor Marketing Explained on YouTube, or if you have more marketing questions, make sure to visit openstonemarketing.com. Thanks, Seth. Yeah, thank you.